Hey y'all, hey, Soil Cousins, I need to have a word with you. This is a public service announcement about voting because we all need to do it, all right? So we know this is a, a election year, all right? There's a It's a presidential election, but we need to be mindful of a couple specific things. There are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president, all right? So what you need to do is go to Ballot Ready, that's B-A-L-L-O-T, R-E-A-D-Y dot org for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. You can see the whole thing. You need to know what's on there so you don't get in the booth looking cray or just being completely uninformed and leaving some parts blank. Leaving it blank, yo, that's just an opportunity for evil to prevail. And the last thing we need is for evil doing that. So from there on the ballot ready site, you can compare your candidates based on their stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then you can save your choices to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. We have options. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote, because we need a plan, early on or on election day. This election matters. So make sure that you have a plan to vote so that you can vote informed, y'all. And I want to make sure that you understand that it is, you might be unfamiliar with some of the more local positions. That's really what I'm talking to you about. Like, I, I want you to consider that. We know you probably have already kind of made up your mind about who you want to vote for for president. That's your business. But if you are unfamiliar with some of the more local positions, positions, we recommend hosting a ballot party. All right. We can, we can. You know, make it a little bit fun. Get together with your friends over Zoom. Split up the research. You guys, you know, go through your ballots together so that we can be informed about these local positions that matter so much. They control things like who to prosecute and they're monitoring the quality of our drinking water and even the access to some of the spaces that we want to use for community gardening. You know, there's so many things and changes that have happened with polling places and such as a result of COVID. So we just want to make sure, well, I just want to make sure with this public service announcement that my soil cousins are prepared. Go to BallotReady.org and enter your address to make a plan to vote and vote informed. Guess what? Way back in the garden. Hey everybody. Hey, what's up? This your girl Cola B talking and that's what I'm about to do right now. At the beginning of this very special episode, part two with Mother's Finest Urban Farms. Y'all, let me just start with a moment of transparency. This month has been, I think out of everything, it's been unplanned. I've learned a lot of lessons. I just know I came into February 2020 with the highest of ambitions to make every single one of my ancestors proud. Mine, yours, <laughs> all of my melanin pe- melanated people that, that came before me. And in the pursuit of that, I was over ambitious 
in a mug, okay? And I committed in a way that I should not have because I specifically remember, I don't know if y'all keeping tabs, but I remember saying or intending to drop two episodes a week. And that just was not a good idea. Straight up. It wasn't a good idea. Now, I have been consistent at the very least with dropping my weekly episodes. Okay. So happy about that. You know, consistency is key. I'm a baby podcaster, y'all. Ain't I cute? I'm a little baby podcaster with my little baby hairs and my little brattle and my little bottle and, you know, just out here, wah, wah, and doing my little thing. But I mean, it's not little. We're not going to trivialize it because this is actually a big deal. Being black in the garden, being about everything that I'm about and feeling so much in my spirit, in my chest, trying to get choked up, feeling it all bubbling up and wanting to share it all and just like it just all at once. But alas, this is a marathon and not a sprint. So February comes up. I've only been in the game for like about three months now. And I'm just like, yo, y'all finna get all this blackness though. Calm down. Because what do we know is true? Our history is our history and the history of the whole entire world every single day every waking and breathing moment let us not forget hashtag never forget so I just wanted to say state that clearly because I know that that was worth saying that I've been I care okay that is number one I care and I am very excited about all of the things that are coming up. I have some really dope collaborations coming up. I have some really important conversations that I will be having and have already had. And you know how they say real G's moving silent. So I'm just moving. And I know that once the moves and everything is revealed and the episodes drop and all this black excellence continues on, then I think I'm gonna make y'all proud. So I appreciate you so much for lending me your ears and for being a supporter of Black in the Garden. And, you know, I would also appreciate any additional support that you would care to lend uh, when it comes to all these links that I'm talking about are in my bio and in the show notes. If you have a moment, take a moment, take a look at those links and um, be intentional about making a decision on how you would decide to go about supporting Black in the Garden as a podcast because your support means everything. You know, we talk about Black business and Black ownership and telling our Black stories and all of these things take time, energy and resources. And what better way to make sure that we are able to continue having those stories being told and having those messages being spread than to what better way than to support the storytellers. I'm a storyteller, y'all. 
I'm making sure that our legacy is being orated and preserved and explored and all the things. And I'm honored to do so. I'm going to do it with support or not. But at this point, I am specifically asking you for your support. I have a Patreon, y'all. Let's get into it. Patreon.com forward slash Black in the Garden. I'm just going to be straight up shameless about it. And you know why? Because just paying attention to my peers who I consider to be really dope and Black excellence who are just out here shining. I've been watching Shameless Maya. She's a YouTuber. I've been watching her a lot lately. And um, I I love her vibe. I love how she just be out here like, y'all, I just do me. I'm authentic and original to me and doing what what feels right for me. And, you know, just being shameless. That's the main thing. That's the main takeaway. So here I am shamelessly letting you know where I'm at. Uh, I say all this to say, well, not all of it, but I'm wanting to let you know that I know this is part two of an episode that aired the week before last and it's all good because we still getting into part two and I'm excited about that because Samantha of Mother's Finest Urban Farms outstanding guest oh my gosh I mean I'm no shade to none of my other guests because all my guests have been dope all of my future guests will be dope black excellence is the thing so not only are my guests dope but my listeners are dope too y'all so you know we black in the garden and this is cola be talking and i'm ready to get into part two ow Before we go any further, I need to take a moment to let you in on a Black-owned business that is Cocoa and Seed, spelled C-O-C-O and Seed. It is a place to get nature-inspired home and garden products for the plant lover in your life. Me? I don't know. If you were looking for somebody, I'm one. At Cocoa and Seed, you can find personalized enamel camping mugs with these really dope monstera leaves on there and you can personalize those things you can personalize the mugs hey indoor garden kits like this um, hydroponic microgreens planter um my fave i grew some really cute spicy radish microgreens in those in 10 days that is literally nature's fast food all of this is with a worry-free guarantee there's cute journal stickers with amethyst crystals on there all kind of stuff, including propagation tubes and these adorable wire stands. You got to get on the website. I'll take you there. Products are carefully crafted, sourced, and packaged with eco-friendly and sustainable materials because we care about the earth, right? So stop what you're doing unless you're driving, if you can, but if you're not driving, stop what you're doing. Click the link in the show description. This is what's going to happen. You're going to get to my affiliate link so that you can support the podcast and get 10% off. So stop what you're doing. Go in the show description. Click that link. If you're on Instagram, click the link in the bio. Take you to the website. Get your discount. Support Black business. Support Black in the Garden.
And we appreciate you for that. Absolutely. And and having people approach you in the community. You see, I have to touch on the lipstick queen part of the whole equation. When you emailed <laughs> me photographs, I was like, girl, Samantha Fox, <laughs> okay? So I want to speak to you challenging the notion of the standard appearance of the farmer. Because, girl, you be out there, fly. I don't know if y'all have seen pictures of Samantha um, with the cat-eye glasses and with the, the form-fitting dresses and just out here being, like, real fly and cute for the culture and for yourself. But I know that makes a difference in how you are perceived altogether. And then when people find out that you are a farmer and they don't know, how does that conversation usually go? Well, you know, it's really more so just about being true to yourself because most people who know me know that I can just kind of do anything that I put my mind to. I kind of radiate that out once they meet me and they get to know me. Like, you know, um, anything, most things wouldn't be a challenge. I'm going to take it and make it into something even more. You know, so that the attitude is there and the average farmer in North Carolina or just statewide or um, worldwide is a 55 year old white man. So that's the picture that everybody sees um, when they think about a farmer, which is insane to me personally. But yeah, because we kind of drifted so far away from stuff that was so natural to us and stuff that we did. And, you know, I kind of wanted to just, like I said, represent myself and also the strength of a black woman, you know, because, of course, I go out here to meetings. I have to talk to um, a multitude of people about business and that type of thing. And you want to just give women the notion that they don't really they can come in with that power and strength and not settle for less. So it's really just kind of carrying all my sisters along with me, representing them to the fullest, you know, and showing up, showing up how I feel like it's it's really highlighting all of us in such a way that we all look beautiful um if that makes sense to you so right so that's a big a big part of why I do that um that was something that's just kind of true to myself something I like to do before and I'm like I don't have to change that up you know and uh, just because I'm farming and that type of thing I can stay true to who Samantha is and her own personal style and it's her own savviness and how she likes to do things. So I wanted to stay true to that. But like I said, when when I started seeing things kind of go in a direction, I wanted to really represent Black women as strong, as powerful, as beautiful, and um, graceful as I could. So that's a big part of why I do that. Like I said, it's because it's like for all of us and to give you know women that strength when they're in male-dominated industries that they can show up like that and um, be strong in what they're doing. So it's kind of like a little, I guess, motivation thing for other women. And uh, that, yeah, that is it. That is, that's actually, I, I appreciate you being yourself first and foremost, that is the number one thing and the representation. um, It just counts on so many levels. So like you said, I mean, you know that African-American farmers make up less than 2% of the country's farmers in the United States. So there's that. And then here you come out here, not just being a black woman farmer, just trying to like fit in with the coveralls and, and looking at you or whatever. <laughs> <But you're> like, <laughs> here, 
I am moisturized. This lipstick is red, and y'all gonna get all this flyness, and y'all also gonna get all this produce. Exactly, so, exactly. You're gonna catch all the black girl magic, all every single piece of it, and it trickles down from so many different women. So it's almost like a big a little firecracker. Look. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> what I noticed when I gave it some thought, because uh, I conduct myself similarly when it comes to uh, appearance and when I'm you know, out speaking to people about gardening and, and just trying to encourage, you know, my people specifically to get back to it, especially the youth, I need them to see that you can, you can actually be fly doing this, y'all. Like, you can, I mean, I wouldn't advise you go out in your fresh Jordans or whatever, <laughs> or your fresh much of anything, but you can still bring your personality, you can still bring your swag, and, you know, it is, it's labor still, but that does not mean that you can't represent yourself while you are, you know, involved in gardening, farming, whatever it is. So, like I said, shout out to you for, you know, being that lipstick queen and bringing that black girl out here because we definitely need that. So, back to the beekeeping, though. Let's begin with how you began with beekeeping. What sparked your interest in that? The challenge, um, it was mainly just the challenge of doing something I have, I had never done. I didn't really have any experience in um, beekeeping, but I was already um, farming and that type of thing. So I do know the importance of pollination to a crop. So I was like, well, this just makes sense, you know, um, to me to go ahead and become a beekeeper. So um, also, like I said, the challenge, I had never done it before. I did have a sense of great empathy for animals and that type of thing, because I do raise chickens and um, bunny rabbits and, <laughs> and other type Aww. of, um, you know, small livestock on the farm or whatever. So just that empathy kind of trickled down to having a desire to just educate people, um, especially the youth on pollinators and importance of their whole role in our environment, environment, excuse me, and to just be overall more empathetic of, you know, what they do and, and how vital they are to all of our lives, something so small. So yeah. I found out that I just loved it once I started doing it. It's something I love. I'm out there a lot when the season is here. And um, I just like to pretty much, like I said, share that with other people and my love for it. So it also the representation factor because my grandmother, um, she just passed away um, last year. But she was uh, 84 years old. And she told me that I was the first Black beekeeper that she had um, ever met so you yes. know that tells you a lot about just um, you know breaking that mold and giving other young ladies at a younger age a, a, a opportunity to be able to see a black woman who was a beekeeper and representation is so important because a lot of them at the end of a class I do or presentation will say I want to be a beekeeper like you Miss Samantha and they can see themselves in me so it just became more like a personal mission you know Samantha, I am over here, like, literally, <laughs> my arms are just moving, like, I'm just, you, you know how when you be rooting for somebody, the way you be pumping your arms, <laughs> yeah, doing that, and I imagine a young black child coming up to you saying, Miss Samantha, I want to be a beekeeper too, that's really, that speaks to the essence of what all of this is about, what Black in the Garden is about, with why representation matters. We're going to keep talking about that and talking about that because 
in so many ways, you know, it just comes up in so many ways. We need to be able to see ourselves. You know what I mean? We you need have to. to. Mm-hmm. In order to imagine that we can do it. And, you know, going back to you doing it with so much class and grace and style, that makes a difference as well, because that is something to aspire to. Think about when we have young boys and they see like a drug dealer and they're drawn to him because the lifestyle, you know, he looks good. He looks fresh. He looks clean. And they just want to kind of aspire to that. They see that's something that they can see for themselves. They want that, that glitz and that glamor. And you're bringing glamour in a whole different way, in a constructive way to something as important to our culture as farming, agriculture. So, you know, I already done told you congrats on that. Shout out to you for that. That is, that is dope. So I'm standing right now. Please excuse me. <laughs> I love it. So, okay. I do want to ask you uh, one more before we wrap up. I understand that you're thinking about growing cotton and tobacco. Right. And oh, that's like, ooh, we're touching on a pain point right there with, with our, um, our fellow Black community. And so can you help us understand why that is important for us to return to? Oh, oh, wow. It's, it's really, honestly, just so many things that, you know, make me want to do something like that. And I know it can be kind of a touchy subject for a lot of um, Black people um, in the community, something that mm-hmm. is hard for them to kind of digest and, you know, I guess to say get over. But, you know, for me, I find it a healing um, aspect because just think about our ancestors' blood um, is inside of the soil. Inside of the soil is our ancestors' blood. So that's the food that we eat. That's the flowers that the bees go to to um, spread pollen. It's our history, our roots. It's everything to us. That's where we come from. A lot of um, what we're made up of, what we will return to. So it's just such a spiritual thing when you think about it on that level. And it's also, to me, taking back your power. Because once somebody feels like you are destroyed by something, then they feel like they have the power. And I feel like in our community, that has what ha- that's pretty much what has happened a lot is we have been scared out of everything. And mm. for me... I don't want to be scared. I don't want to live my life in fear of everything. I don't care if somebody says that's hard work. I don't want to do that. I want to be a hard worker because I have three males in the house and I want them to see that hard work is necessary, even as a woman or as a man. So Reclaiming my power by growing cotton and going into the soil that is already scientifically healing to our bodies to even touch. And then taking it at this time to turn it into something. Um, You can use textiles. You can use um, clothing. Um, That's kind of in the same lines as textiles distribution of cotton you know but taking it to something that can financially give you and your family freedom 
is something that I also think is a power move. So um, those are just some of the things that I see when I think about it, because you can't avoid it. You know, even when you walk on a pavement, you don't know what happened at that spot you're walking at. You know, like I said, we've been scared out of everything. And it sometimes takes the power of one person to kind of re-centralize the way that we think about these type of things and stop being so scared out of everything. That's, that was the whole point. If we don't want to do it, we're afraid of it, we're ashamed, we're embarrassed, then the battle is halfway, you know, it's, we've already lost. So really just yeah. trying to re, 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 realign the community's lines um, minds, I'm sorry, in a way that they see themselves in agriculture. You know, we don't always have to start our history at being a slave because look at what Fanny, look at what Fanny did. You know, she never yeah. looked at it like she always had the spirit. It's like, it was like, it was nothing you could really take away from her, you know? And I just love that about her, her re rebellious spirit. And she said they would yep. pick cotton and they would just give them scraps. So right. So really wow. for me, that's that's my big motivation. And I hope somebody finds some inspiration there and opens a big cotton industry, a black owned cotton industry, and just kills it at, you know, kills it and, and secures enough um generational wealth for their family that they're straight for years down the line. And we have the ability to, ability to do that type of thing. So just reframing our minds. Yes. Wow. You said so much. Oh my goodness. Everything. First of all, I love everything you said. <laughs> and thank you. That is, yes, of course. Of course. That's such a good point that you make with us being able to and being able to flip it and have some financial gain. Um, it really Ooh, that's really literally a whole other conversation. <laughs> I can come back again. I can come back. I will come back and we can talk about some more things. And I appreciate you yeah. even just being so willing to just listen to any of this. Oh, girl, are you crazy? Like, I, I could not wait. So I'm just glad that we got to have this conversation. I am officially, well, I was already a fan, but now I'm just like all caps. <laughs> <laughs> Mother's Finest Urban Farm. Tell us how we can. Do you have a website? How do we find you on the social media or connect with you? If there's donations, how can we support you? So, um, definitely check out the website if you're interested in donating to my mission with bees and securing more hives um, in different areas and also helping me to go on further missions to educate children. If you go on the website, there is a place that you can donate there as small as $5. And the website is www.mothersfinesturbanfarms.com. And then on Instagram, I am at, at Mother's Finest Urban Farm. And I'm the same thing on Facebook. And pretty much it's so much information that you can learn from all the social media handles. And it's something that offers very strong messages and I think that anybody who follows would definitely appreciate the content especially if you're young and black and you're into farming even the older generation most people really appreciate everything that's put up there so that's it 
Wow. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much for sharing everything that you have shared. I'm going to calm myself down because I'm so hyped right now. <laughs> but Samantha, um, I want to wish you love, light, and soil, and I appreciate what you said. Of course. Thank you so much for having me today. episode 15 y'all hey that was lit listen the gems that were dropped by miss mrs samantha fox listen life changing life affirming things that we all need to consider i am just here um I'm actually here with something real special for those of you who actually listen to the end because you have the opportunity to win a prize. Uh, Of course, winning requires action. You know what I'm saying? You don't just be winning stuff without doing nothing. Okay, like what is that? What is that, just good luck? I don't know. But here's what you can do. Drop an Apple review. Now, listen. I know everybody don't be listening on Apple and that's not really shit. Just holler at the podcasting people about that because what happens is as far as reviews go, that makes a big difference in the visibility of Black in the Garden. Representation is everything. We need that. So reviews are important. And so Apple is the platform where that is how you get to do that. So if you're on your iPhone, if you're on your iPad, your Apple product, then you can go on the Apple podcast app and you can leave a review. And when you leave a review, make sure that you leave your Instagram handle. I do assume that most of you who are listening do keep up on Instagram. However, if you do not keep up on Instagram, make sure that you drop another way for me to be able to identify you because that is how you will claim your prize. Now, I would love to get like 50 reviews here in the next week or two. Let's just see what happens. Let's see what happens. But what we, what is going to happen is come March 1st, after February 2020 has come to an end and we have ascended to peak blackness on April, did I say April? On February 29th. <laughs> on February 29th, after we have ascended to peak blackness, I'm going to go into the Apple reviews and I'm going to see what y'all are talking about. Go ahead and do them little five stars. You know, we need five of them. Okay. You got five fingers. Leave me five stars. I am here bringing you my best uh, you know, if you got any constructive criticism, you know, you can hit my email, right? Black in the garden at gmail.com. But I would really love for you to leave me a five-star review on Apple podcasts. And I have some dope live prizes for y'all. We all plant it here. So you could kind of guess what it's going to be. I got these really dope plants that I want to share with y'all. And I'm going to put some pictures on the Instagram. Yeah, I'm going to put some pictures on Instagram by the end of the month so that we can all see what the prize is. But this is first dibs to y'all because what I am actually doing with the way that I'm rolling this out is the first announcement is here at the end of the podcast for the uh, basically the plant giveaway, which is for the dedicated listeners who listen to the end. 
Okay, that's why y'all get first dibs. So that's why I'm going to be taking note of the dates. So I know based on who leaves the reviews at what date, that will be who gets special consideration. It will be random. There will be four, count that, four winners. Actually, you know what? I want five stars. So let's make that five winners. You heard it here first on Black in the Garden, episode 15, getting it popping, February 2020. I know I said back on a couple weeks ago, maybe a week ago on the Instagram page that there would be a giveaway and this is it. All right. So you get it. It's very simple, right? Five stars, Apple Podcasts, leave your review. I'm going to announce this on Instagram when I get to that, which will be by the end of the month. And, you know, whoever catches it on Instagram, you know, it's just, it don't hit the same, but I know what I'm doing. I got strategy. I'll be knowing stuff sometimes. Anyway, so I appreciate you so much for lending me your ears. I hope that you were as blessed as I were was to hear all those wonderful words and wisdom and just dopeness shared with us by Mother's Finest Urban Farms. Make sure you support her. All of that information is in the show description. Also, keep up. I already said it, right? Black in the Garden, at Black in the Garden on Instagram. Also, my Facebook is Black in the Garden. Very simple. You, 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 you see the theme here by now. Also, YouTube. Y'all need to be keeping up on the YouTube because the content is just in the pipeline, literally getting ready to just drop and bless y'all. I'm going to be out here talking, planting things, dropping gems, all that dope stuff with just a more visual video component. And I'm excited. I am excited about that because there's some really dope stuff that is going to be happening uh, next month at the end of March. But you'll know more about that when it gets closer to that time. Also, let's see. Yeah, we got all the, the grams, the tubes, the books. We got all of that. And of course, like I said at the top of the show, your support is greatly appreciated. And when you're ready to go ahead and drop something in this here collection plate on the Patreon, become a patron. Patreon.com forward slash Black in the Garden is how you do that. Still looking to see who my first five or 10 Patreon people's going to be because I know I'm going to do something special for y'all as well. I appreciate y'all. All All right. All your support in every way that you support. Did you text your friend yet? Did you tell them they need to be listening to Black in the Garden? Did you tag somebody on the Instagram? Did you shoot that little paper airplane thing and slide in somebody DMs with Black in the Garden? Look, there's ways. I'm just saying there's ways. And I appreciate you all so much. Thank you for listening to Back in the Garden. And I want to wish you love, light, and soil. Cola B 